0: Morning. Welcome to the Old School, a podcast about the contemporary education system. Uh, live from our various sanctum sanctorum, deep within the nurturing bosom of
1: North Texas. Good morning, Herr Dr. Bourgeois. Good morning, Herr Miller. I didn't think our listeners needed to know that I lived in North Texas. I, yeah, I actually they already didn't.
0: know we live in North Texas. No, no. Said it like 50 times.
1: Citizen of the world.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He still wears, uh, well, we'll get the Packers shirt on now. Now we're getting serious.
1: I'm running out of- You
0: said football was dead. Where's your baseball shirts? I want a baseball shirt, and you know that. Well, you need to. I can buy you one. Well, thank you. I'd appreciate it. <laughs> What's that yeah. documentary about that team from Portland? It was, uh, was, uh, was a was kind of a minor league team. I don't based. know. You're, you're talking about a baseball team or a football team? Yeah, baseball team. It was no, kind of a minor league baseball team. that Was that uh, based out of Oregon or- No?
1: No. I don't know. All right.
0: right. Fine. Just trying to bring it back around the baseball. (laughs) Just just trying to make conversation. (laughs) Don't mind me over here. (laughs) Jeez almighty. Well, last week, we discussed foreign language. Uh, Well, we will. You'll... uh, It was like two weeks ago. Dear listeners, you will hear the next podcast will be about... um, foreign language well you do it's been released foreign languages
1: i don't know what we talked about last week i I was trying to remember then you jarred my memory but that was from two (laughs) weeks ago so so but anyway now the question
0: is we are very much nigh upon the time of graduating seniors now you've taught seniors i have on occasion although primarily i teach juniors although it doesn't prevent me from giving unsolicited advice, as it were, to seniors. Um, The idea about what they should know, what kind of information should they be armed with before leaving the hallowed halls of whatever two-bit high school they attend. What would you give as advice? Oh, it's, it's just April,
1: first of all. So I, I would have... Yeah. It's never too early to have good instruction. So. Well, yeah, I don't want to encourage them to, to phone it in as if they would listen <laughs> to us. But, but there's a lot of, I mean, two months, that's a lot of instructional days, uh, all kinds of possible transformative days of instruction between now and the end of the school year, wouldn't you say?
0: Sure. But I think we
1: can go ahead and have a
0: conversation as if. The time was nearly here. I think we can go ahead and juxtapose our ideas two months in the future Okay. in order to instruct these minnows who are leaving the environs of high school and about to enter into the cold, cruel world that is often referred to as reality or the real world. Surely there is something that you can give <laughs> as a form of advice, or maybe you have in the past.
1: No, I, I, first of all, don't drink and drive, and don't do anything on graduation night. Don't do <laughs> drugs. Just, just, stay, just stay home. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> this is the, amateur night. Come on, kids. Yeah, yeah. You're better than this. But no, that, 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 other than that, I, I I don't know. I have I have nothing much to tell them. I the the I'm I'm kind of a pessimist. The the weird thing is that all these kids they know friends or whatever are gonna sort of fade to the rearview mirror very very quickly and so they're in a process now of packing their bags mentally and it's happening as we speak around the country right now as and, we speak mm-hmm. yeah because i mean you you look a, a year out of high school two years you know that list gets shorter and shorter i mean you have what are called friends you know in quotes on social media but the friends that you actually see in real life are gonna you know they're You're kind of driving past if you're a senior right now. Sure.
0: Well, there are so we we talked about this before we went live that this was going to be our topic.
1: Yeah, I tried to talk and you said
0: (laughs) you've one, you tried to talk me out of it because you thought to yourself, after 25 plus years of education, you have absolutely nothing to say on this topic. You've never talked to a senior. You've never dispensed advice, provided a cautionary word or tale here or there. And so I thought you would pretend, though. I thought you would go for the sake of the podcast. You know what I need
1: to do? I need to come up with something. But true to your word, you did say you were surly. Oh, well, I'm, I'm surly, but I've, I've never been asked. Isn't that funny? I've never done a graduation speech. Uh, we're well, not talking about speeches. Well, no, no. I mean, a commencement address. you you think that. Doctor Bourgeois would be on the short list, you know, at many of these institutions of secondary education. But no, I, I would all, I would pay, yeah, to be allowed to do a commencement speech. You would actually pay. I would, I would pay. <laughs> they wouldn't pay you. You would pay them.
0: So you could um... listen. This is really about my ideas here. Let me just let me go ahead and
1: just give you some money. You're, please you're, let me do this you just want to terrify the, the on the you know supposedly the best night of their lives no, no no and, no and it can be a big deal i mean this could be a you know first generation high school graduate or something and right? so and you're going to bring the evening down with your surly what cynicism cynicism <laughs> yeah. i am oftentimes
0: brimming with optimism what do you mean cynicism
1: okay well just i, I don't want to hear your speech because it's going to be awkward and you're going to try to start with an amusing anecdote and <laughs> try to connect it to baseball some extended stretched out metaphor that's dead on remember arrival. what mickey Mantle once said <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but as you know i do have a bit of advice that i
1: give oh my it's god unsolicited did you write this down you didn't like no it i don't have to write it down it's you the, did one it's, episode you actually it's the one.
0: same two things that i always talk about <laughs> before Correct. i say see you later to the juniors you know well there's like three things okay maybe, maybe, third maybe thing. four depending on, on the spanish inquisition but you know two well, maybe three the preambles here miller all right so the first thing is when you're a senior just be just don't check out so soon i mean i don't know how you can avoid that lord knows i didn't avoid it you were probably doing piano while studying German at the same time, like on May 31st, whatever, you were a senior. Well, I try to tell the kids, don't check out. Well, I try to tell the kids, don't take periods off because that's what they have here in the not to be mentioned by name, North Texas region where we live, that they have some, you know, the kids can basically schedule for themselves either a late arrival or an early dismissal. And I try to tell them, don't do this. Because if it is your intention to go into college, it does not serve you well. Yes, you get to high five your buddies as you walk out at 1 p.m. And the teachers look at you in a rather jealous sort of way that you get to leave at 1 p.m. Undeservedly so. But nevertheless, they mean, there is something to the idea of keeping the foot on the pedal. And unfortunately, that falls on deaf ears. It's like when Washington in his farewell address said, stay away from political parties. And that admission lasted for about five seconds until after he left town and then political parties were created. I could sit there and tell the kids, don't take a period off and I'll have kids that will nod. But you know that even as they nod, they're already thinking about whether they
1: wanna come in late or leave early. Well, we, we've already deconstructed their motivation, you know, they, they've, they've been accepted to colleges by now, you know, so everything yeah. that happens this, this semester is really an exercise in something, but it's have no meaning, you know, to them and, in and, the, in, in, in their world. And, um, because of the class ranking, I mean, unless you're two, two or three students who are still fighting it out for valedictorian that may have already been decided too. Uh, I don't know. It's like the primaries. Everyone knows by the time you get to the national convention who's yeah. the candidate. Okay. It's just,
0: you like that? That's a little topical
1: political tie-in. Okay. So so we agree on the first one because I, I said that too. Kind of. Yes. Um, but but <laughs> uh, and don't drink and drive. And don't, don't, uh. drink, don't do drugs. <laughs> right. Keep keep clean underwear in your glove
0: compartment. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Second thing is I tell them that when you go to college. Go as far away from here as possible. I said, your friends are going to want you to stick around. Your parents are going to to want you to stick around. They're going to be here. But you, this is the only time, perhaps in their lives, where they have such an unfettered, unadulterated capacity, ability, and means by which to go anywhere. I mean, if you're borrowing money to go to college, you can just as easily borrow money to go to a college in Alaska as opposed to go to Texas or some other place close by. (laughs) This is your one chance. You've got no responsibility. You've got no
1: obligations. This is your chance. So you're paying for this? I mean, if if parents were listening to you right now, they would turn it off. (laughs) Well, yeah, because every mile away, it, it costs them more money. I understand the money aspect of things, but
0: I'm talking about the lifelong development of the person that there is something to be gained from taking yourself out of the familiar and putting yourself someplace, strange, different, altogether, unfamiliar to you. I think that there's something that can make a person stronger that can make a person more mature, quicker, um, by simply removing yourself from the comfortable environs in which you have grown. And that includes you know, friends, family, the like. You can make new friends. Assuming you're the kind of person that can make friends, you can make new friends. And it doesn't mean just because you went to Alaska that all your old friends are gone. And who cares anyway? We just got finished talking about the fact that ha- the vast majority of people's friends in high school you don't stay in touch with anyway. So what's the difference? Let's just go ahead and sever the ties, cut the umbilical
1: cord. Let's go ahead and go forward into the future. This is, this is terrible advice. I mean, first of all, <laughs> we, we, we've already mentioned that that the high school seniors have already picked their college. And so they're supposed to unenroll because, I mean, we're already past that. Uh, I'm that talking to juniors now. Keep in mind, I'm talking oh, to now, juniors. you were talking about... Okay. Uh, and, and tuition happens to be, you know, quite a bit more expensive out of state than in state. So um, you want to pay out of state tuition for the experience um, of driving a few miles, you know, outside of your hometown. Um, You're making it sound capricious.
0: I'm talking yeah. about a, no. I'm talking about a. I'm talking about a lifelong alteration of who you are as a person, what you can confront and overcome as an individual. I am talking about the kind of transformations that typically require like combat or some other kind did? of. Well, no. or well, yeah. went I went to went went the, the military? <laughs> I went into combat. Yes, eventually. But what, what I'm saying is. There's there is a there's a benefit to this that lies beyond simply just going someplace new. Well,
1: there there, there might be, um, except for realistically, you, you pick a college for you know not not for how far it is away from you. That would be a, a strange criterion because well, you have clearly. To
0: get- Clearly, if you're interested in like architecture, then you simply go to a place far away that also, by the way, specializes in architecture. It makes no sense to assume that the only good places that teach architecture yeah. is within a fifty mile radius of where you live.
1: So you talk to a, a counselor in, in high school. They have they're called college counselors, and they, they West tell Upton you to,
0: back. We get West Upton back on this thing.
1: Yeah, but they, but they'll tell you to pick something that's you know, that's comfortable that you're probably going to get accepted. Um, something a little bit of a reach than a big reach, but they're talking academically. And they don't say now take one that's, you know, 3000 miles away um, where you need to make sure you have one of those on your list as well. We go for the moon, not because it's easy, but because it is hard.
0: <laughs> and it's that, that allows us to develop more as an individual. This is the first time on this podcast that one of us, you have actually advocated doing something to avoid difficulty. You, a believer in the hard school. I can't believe
1: this. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> I, I left my home for, for well, I didn't actually. I, I stayed home. Uh, you went somewhere, then you came back, right? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a long story, but I've <laughs> I was in college for well over 500 credit hours, so I've I spent a lot of time in various universities. <laughs> um, I could see it as a one year thing, just for fun, and then you know it's almost like your year in Europe. You take a, a year in you know, Washington <laughs> State, and then you go back and start start school. Is that is that kind of what you're saying? Are you saying you need to take yourself away for four years, maybe the five year plan? reintroduce yourself to your parents in five years.
0: I think there is something, there is a benefit to it. Now, granted, I'm coming from a perspective of someone who did that. I left, went into the Marine Corps and I very seldom went home and, you know, it wasn't that I had anything against my folks, but that was also about the idea of finding out who I was as an individual. I think there is something to be gained from being forced to be on your own. To being forced to be as much as it can be possible to be to be forced to do something
1: beyond your comfort levels so, so we, we were more pragmatic i mean and you know, i grew up in, in oregon in a town that's a it's a college town and so that is one of the reasons that my father as a teacher took the position knowing that we probably wouldn't be able to afford sending people off like ross miller to various parts (laughs) of the country so it was it was planned that we would be able to attend college in town there right well okay so that's the that's the second bit of info what was the first one? i already forgot the first the the first one is don't take periods off don't take periods off and then get
0: way away as far as possible get, get as far away as possible
1: Okay. You should remember this because we made a video about this once. For me. <laughs> it was really an inappropriate video. Uh, <laughs> most of our videos have been. Um, so, so so, the third one. The third one is, is. Yes. Okay. The third one is, and I tell my juniors this, when you
0: graduate from high school, never come back to this don't school. Come don't come back. Don't come ever back. To, uh, ever. And it doesn't mean you can't come back to the town in which you went to school. Just don't come it, to the hallway. No. and like, how many times have you seen seniors, graduated seniors, on the first day of school, the following year, come back as if they're conquering heroes? Yeah. Hey, look who's back! And I told you one kid, I, I can't miss you until you go. But you you want to never see them again? No, I don't want. I don't want to see them again in that building. So you're doing <laughs> what my you're doing what my kids do. Does that mean you never want to see us again? No, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the idea that by going back to the building from which you came, which from which you matriculated into college, there is a backwards looking concept and idea and philosophy that is not helpful to you on any level, on an emotional level, on a metaphysical level, on a maturity level, on a personal level, nothing grows as a result of you going back to a building that you once vacated
1: uh, of the three i i i will side with you on the third one i think it's un, unseemly unbecoming uh to to go back to your high school and you and i made a video about that at, at once <laughs> because you know it was one of these things where they did these sweet little videos from uh teachers on mm-hmm. graduation evening and we Bantered like we do now. I think we were probably funnier back then. It's possible, (laughs) and and we said the I certainly was. Yeah, just don't come back here. That's right. I'm, I'm I'm with you on that.
0: And it's a strange thing because I think I think some of the kids feel like they can't wait to leave so that they can come back. I think they find something nurturing in coming back to the old, the comfortable, the predictable. Now that they've been cast out into a world where everything is unpredictable, I think they find a lot of emotional comfort in coming back. And I say, for the same reason that I say you need to move away, I think that you need to force yourself into an independence from the familiar and learn to embrace your new reality. Because once you leave, as they say, you can never go home again because you're not the same person. And therefore, you're not going to interact with that place in the same way. And if you if you keep doing it, as some of our students have, and we've talked about it, you and I, it gets sadder every time they come back because they want to become what they were again. And they won't, they can't. They're not that person anymore. And so for me, it's about looking forward. If you keep looking back, you're gonna miss an opportunity. You're gonna miss a, a chance to become something different.
1: We, we could advise the same for adults, you know, when they leave a job for whatever reason, they get yes. promoted. I mean, we, we've left positions and, you know, I, I, think that, you know, we, we were not afraid to go talk to people, but we, I've never been back to the place. I don't believe, right. you know, certainly not intentionally unless my work calls. Um, but it, it is odd because you're kind of looking at the past and how, who you were back then. Uh, it's a little bit, um, uh, strange in a way to walk through those halls you know, I, I wouldn't you know I, i'm i mean did you have you ever been back to your high school once
0: i was taking my wife there she wanted to see where i went to high school and so it was a weird confluence of events that led me to be able to actually go into the building i was kind of reluctant to do it but i, I my ideas had not coalesce quite yet at that point and so but even then i knew it was something kind of weird about coming back to that building i've only done i've only been back to high school once and it was about 15 years after the fact and it was basically just kind of walk around it wasn't to announce myself or hey look who's back you know that not that sort of thing guess who just got back today those wide-eyed boys who'd been no, away. No, no, no. It's time for that. No, but awesome. no, I mean, it, but, so, but it was mainly to show my wife around, kind of let her see, you know, where where it all started. Where it all started, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> but anyway, did you? You haven't. Well, I'm, I'm the high school where I went. I actually taught there, um, so I, I, I didn't oh, right. have much choice. I, I I was a substitute teacher there. And I also taught string orchestra there. And I was involved in, I was a director of the theater. So I was quite involved. Um, what do you think about the idea of a former student
0: coming back as a teacher to the same school? Because I will tell you, the school I teach at today, yeah, it's unusual for me in my experience. yeah, Because in all the other schools I've taught in, I don't know of a single teacher that was there at the time I was there who went to school there. But the school I'm in now, there must be between 15 or 20 folks that are now teachers of that school who are also former graduates of the school. That's where you teach now?
1: Where I teach now.
0: Um, it is. I remember the first time it dawned on me. I was shocked.
1: Yeah, I've never really heard of such a thing. Um, I mean, it, once in a while, but not not intentionally. They must really like it there. It does speak a lot to the place, but yeah, yeah. There's something, something to it. Does
0: the, but does the Adam about returning is that, does that, you think that applies to these folks? Is there something about,
1: I mean, you went back to your old school, you said as a substitute. Well, and then I was actually hired there uh, right. to teach part-time. Right. Would you go back there today to teach? Uh, to go back to teach in, in Oregon, i would probably just—I'm still waiting for the call. <laughs> <laughs> Cards up. I mean, uh, no, I'd have no problem with it. I mean, no, no one knows me. Not, yeah, how long ago was that? It's a brand so new. A actually, the building has been redone. You know, it, it's, Yeah, it's Tabula
0: Rasa. A, yeah,
1: I mean, the idea of me going back to teach anywhere is. Um a little bit crazy at this point. Not that I couldn't. Uh but uh, no, I'd have no problem going back there. Hmm. Well, that's
0: where we are as far as like advice to graduating seniors. At least how
1: I have traditionally couched it. You you didn't tell them to follow their bliss or you know stay true to their highest hope. No. Um I also
0: never said do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. That's true. everyone knows that's bs no no it's totally true no it's not what do you mean that's just ridiculous yeah and that's and, that, and that's the <laughs> issue and we've talked because about this it's, we've it's talked so, about this before in relation to teaching that the way people talk about a profession can sometimes be the tools by which people take advantage of the people who work in that profession and in with regards to teaching they talk about teaching in these rather quasi-religious terms. Absolutely, It's a calling. It's a calling. So it makes, when you bitch about something, you kvetch about something, about this, that, or the next thing, all of a sudden, well, this is a calling. It's about the students. It's not about you. It's about the students. Well, no, it also has to be about me. There has to to be something in it emotionally, whatever the case may be. There has to be something in it for me as a Mm. teacher to enjoy what i do or to you know to 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 walk in that building every single day i i don't i but i also don't believe i'm not so i'm not wear, going around wearing rose-colored glasses where i think somehow some way that you know this is this is great that it, it should never be a pain in the neck it should never be a hassle it should never be a problem i just don't buy this rather pollyanna kind of notion of do what you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. And I don't think you believe it either.
1: I think this is the you're... worst, the worst graduation speech <laughs> I've ever heard.
0: <laughs> well, you asked me about it. I don't, I don't necessarily bring this up. Oh, but but I think the idea about what the kids end up doing. If I had one bit of advice, don't don't make it about the money that you earn. You know, it's got to provide a benefit to you beyond. The salary. Now, I know the salary is helpful.
1: So get, both. I know the
0: salary is... say again, do both. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, but what I'm saying is, if it's all about the money, that's the most, that's the most, uh, uh, uh hell, what am I thinking? It's the thing that changes the most over the course of your time working. It cannot possibly be, I don't know. What the hell do I know? I'm I don't a teacher. Know. Uh, I'm a teacher. I went into a really? profession that I knew I wasn't going to make any money in. See,
1: and I, I thought I was going to make money, and I was misinformed. But. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine you sitting in your counselor's
0: <laughs> office as a senior. I could really change them. I can just change one kid. It'll be worth it. <laughs> yeah. What they pay me for it too? Oh my gosh!
1: So. Well, this is this is going to be great. I, this you know, people are going to listen to this, and they're going to make sure they don't invite either of us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, would, I would try to be snarky and funny, to try to be kind of like a rabbi and uh, really, really depressing to them. <laughs> and, uh,
0: not all rabbis are depressing. That's a cultural stereotype. And frankly, I'm, I'm
1: offended. Yeah, you should be. And, and you're going to tell them, don't throw, <laughs> don't throw your hat up in the air either. You know, you'll lose them. You'll, you'll lose an eye. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> and I'll tell them, don't turn over the tassel because then you're following what everybody else does. You know, don't be a follower. <laughs> and, uh, be a leader. I'm telling them and parents stop you. clapping every time your kid That's manages sure. to walk
0: across the stage without tripping.
1: Well, yeah. And high-fiving the principal. But do stop the clapping early because that next family is waiting for their moment and and you could still have the little horns and cowbells going on and they can't hear their kids. So, So be respectful. We need a large imposing figure at the front
0: door's to confiscate all <laughs> Vuvuzelas.
1: <laughs> Is that what you're going to do? Cow, you, you would like that. You would like to have that job. Hand it over. <laughs> <laughs> it's our first son. He's the first one to ever graduate. Listen. Leave the cowboy there. out the door. <laughs>
0: What's your baby's name
1: again? Come here. Uh, give, me, give me this thing. <laughs> Jeez, mighty. Wow. Well, there's like two months until then. So Two months to sit there and dread these I never conversations yeah the well, whole, no. whole concept of it
0: i told you when i left right when i stopped going to graduation ceremonies as a teacher
1: or as a kid as a teacher oh as a teacher um i thought you had to go you know like it's like a requirement of your job no, no? really no. no so you don't so you don't even go it's no. really sad. I mean, you're you're not. It's not, not, it's not my st- grad- it's not, I'm not graduating. But your students, I mean, you're an important part of their lives, and and suddenly no. they'll never see you again. And you have this one moment, and you don't give them that moment. It's no. rather selfish, Hermione. No, no. This is this is this is <laughs> part of cutting ties. This is part of uh, allowing
0: the bird to fly the nest. So you know, they tell this- you,
1: we'll see so you at graduation, Mr. Miller, and you'll say. I'm, nope, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs>
0: They're
1: already, they want to introduce you to their dad and their mom no.
0: their aunt. They had all, they had, I taught them as juniors. They had two years to introduce me to their pops <laughs> and to their mom. Oh. They hadn't done it then. Clearly, mm. it's not a priority.
1: They want to do a little
0: selfie with
1: you. Come on.
0: This <laughs> is certainly not doing that. Oh. <laughs> I, I can't stand it when I do it for my wife. I'm certainly not going to pose for
1: selfies with random students. Not random. You've been spending years with them. This is really, there's so much upsetting about your your stance on, on, on all of this. And, and you didn't
0: go to graduation ceremonies either.
1: I I, I don't like being in any group situation and that's <laughs> with loud noises and
0: waiting. You know,
1: I don't like the waiting. Yeah. The <laughs> chanting I, I avoid, but, but the waiting, they call a name and you wait and you and you, you know, it's alphabetical. So, the end is long ways in sight. So time is suspended, you know, even though it may take an hour, it seems like it takes four hours to get from the A's to the Z's. You know, Cause you have I, a
0: constant reminder of how far from the end you actually are. Yeah, If you know your alphabet, yeah, you, that's, that's the thing that kills you. Well, the, the whole whole
1: thing does. I don't like the, the speeches. I hate to say it. Um, I don't like the kids' speeches. I don't, I, I yeah,
0: no I'm not I'm okay, not okay. Picking the whole ceremony. Okay, who, who whose commencement speech was the best you ever heard?
1: I've never heard a good good commencement speech. <laughs> uh, no, no, there's it's so much pressure to try to say something that'll transform it. You yeah, know, honestly, I I wouldn't something profound. Somebody, yeah, if somebody asked me to, I would find an excuse. I would I would fake an injury rather than make a commencement speech for for somebody. Just it's just too awkward and too, I mean, a, a teacher makes these types of speeches all day, you know, right. and, and, and honestly, but to kind of sum it up and you're talking to a whole group of students and you maybe know 20 of them or 30 of them. Right. So, so I, I, yeah, I think it's presumptuous for some adult to go in there and give advice, I don't know, hold with it. Hmm.
0: I'm certainly with you on that. I think the speeches are overrated. I think the pomp and circumstances are
1: overrated. I like that oh. part. I mean, it's. I think I, that's. You like pomp and circumstance. Oh, I still get a chill. Come on, you're not. You're not that cold-hearted. <laughs> you don't. You don't get a goosebump when when you hear Sir Edward Elgar. Come on now, now that, that that I'm I'm fine with you need you need some type of a closure. So I think it's probably more meaningful for the kids. Exactly, and it's really about the kids, isn't it? Exactly. That's why I don't need to be there. <laughs> You don't want to be there. You don't want them to come see you in the summer or in the fall. I told you they can
0: come see me. Just not. Just don't come to my office. Don't come to my work. Don't you, bug me
1: when I'm sitting there trying to teach. You need to close out this show now. Or you're going to alienate more people, Herr Miller. I will be considered the lovable curmudgeon of the old school. Not as <laughs> lovable as we used to be. Herr <laughs> well,
0: that's always the way it is, isn't it? So. Well, on that rather depressing note, yes. we shall say au revoir, adieu, à zain. Herr Dr. Bourgeois. Herr Miller.